0: it's good news geek with john scotty and matt hello and welcome back to good news geek my name's john and it's been a long hiatus but we are back in town coming up in today's episode we're going to have a review of the ant-man movie and also scotty and matt have been out to avcon adelaide and had a chat with a homegrown game developer there so that promises to be very interesting and they have An extra surprise as well, but you'll have to listen to the segment to find out all about that. There's also going to be the latest info surrounding the Pixels movie, starring Adam Sandler, if starring can be a term used when Adam Sandler's in a movie. And also, there's a new player in the pop culture store entering the fray. So all the details of that also presented by Scotty and Matt, they've been doing quite a lot together at the moment. We're going to go first to them for the Ant-Man review.
1: 40 years ago, I created a suit, but it was dangerous. So I hid it from the world. My assistant, Darren Cross, they became obsessed with recreating my formula. If this technology gets out, it's gonna be chaos.
0: Scott, this is your chance to become a hero. I need you to be the Ant-Man. I think our first move should be calling the Avengers.
2: Now, Matt, a couple of weeks ago, we went on a bit of a mandate. I think our wives are getting a bit concerned. I think they Just are, with good reason. With, with good reason, with the amount of time we've been spending together of late. We we did AvCon. Uh, we're, we're going out this uh, Friday night to check out a new pop culture store opening. We'll talk about that a bit later. But a couple of weeks ago, we got uh, the opportunity to go to a preview screening
1: of Ant-Man. We did, and uh, I'm not sure about what you thought about it. Yeah. Uh, I was a fan. You were a fan. I was a fan. I wasn't a fan of everything, uh, but I was a fan overall.
2: Okay, fan overall. I, I'm in the same boat. Um, I actually went and saw it a second time later that week uh, with my wife because we, we were just going on a date day, and I thought, you know what, I think she'd really enjoy it, and I'm happy to see it again. So that doesn't happen very often that I would no, go and see no, a movie you a second definitely time.
1: definitely made the most of that. That yeah, was good.
2: for sure. So
1: absolutely uh, I was a fan. What were what some of the things that you weren't so happy about then? Uh not getting into spoiler territory mm. but uh, the choice of the villain for mm. the uh, for the movie okay uh, I think it, it was good. For the movie, but uh, I think if they made some other choices, that would have been better in the long run.
2: Okay, I can see uh, what you're saying.
1: Trying trying to be vague here as possible uh, for the people who have seen the movie, they would obviously know what I mean. Mm. Uh, for the people who haven't, what's wrong with you? Go see the movie. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, and yourself, what did you not like? Uh, I, I I do agree. I do agree
2: with that. There, there was just it just seemed like there was a, a couple of things missing. I, I can't even really put my Finger on it, Um, but I thought overall it was a really enjoyable uh, movie. And I thought for Marvel, it's really adding another string to their bow. I thought Guardians of the Galaxy was uh, another uh, different sort of superhero movie, a different Marvel movie, and I think this kind of falls in the same realm. Uh, that it's in a, in a it's a different genre. It's just the standard Captain America, Iron Man kind of movies. There's a bit of a a heist storyline to it, so it gets a little bit Ocean's Eleven z at Who one stage. Who doesn't like a good heist? Though? Absolutely, absolutely. So I just thought that was just adding another string to Marvel's already pretty full bow, and uh, I was quite impressed uh, with that side of it. Paul Rudd, very likable character. Uh, I really thought Scott Lang. I really liked. Um, his character. There's been a few movies of late, uh, Need for Speed, uh, for example, Aaron Paul's character, couldn't give a rip if he won that race or not.
1: That is true. Yes, he Could, uh, he was not this. very memorable. No,
2: but and for him it was the supporting cast uh, uh, around um, Need for Speed that I actually uh, were endeared to me. Whereas in this movie, in Ant Man, it was both. I, I really enjoyed the main character, but also the support characters were were fantastic as well. So I thought the casting was really good. the The story was pretty good as well. There are a few a few plot holes here and there. I Thought Michael Douglas was was really good in the the role of Hank Pym. And I I was quite impressed at the start not to be too spoilerish once again but uh, it starts back in 1989 and the way that they were
1: able to make michael douglas look youthful again
2: i was quite impressed
1: because yeah, that's that not an easy task it is not an easy task yeah it was quite a feat so they was probably a bit of uh, digital airbrushing going oh, on there, I, but I think uh, there would have been, <laughs> yes, possibly. But they did make him look pretty good.
2: I thought so, and, uh, and yeah, I just thought it was mixed with um, the the humour. I was I actually found it funnier than I anticipated. I, I, there were quite a few laugh
1: out loud moments. There were, which is uh, a lot of people will find that surprising for Ant Man. It's not really one of the more popular mm. heroes out there. I've always been a fan. Uh, you know, he was good. Uh, in the uh, the comics and the uh, the cartoons, which uh, even though I'm not a child, I have still watched most of. Uh, so I was excited to hear about the movie, and yeah, definitely definitely didn't let me down in the humor department. That's for sure. No, absolutely not. And uh, no, I really
2: enjoy. I thought it was it, it was humorous, laugh out loud, funny, and also you, you get the usual Marvel Easter eggs. So so you yes you, you get the cameos, you get the little bits. you See what you did there, Marvel. And of course, you got to stay until the end of the credits to the end of the credits because there are a couple of scenes there so make sure if you do go and check it out if you haven't already what's wrong with you stop what you're doing go and check out Ant-Man Marvel's
1: latest installment uh, fantastic film it really was yeah I can't say so I can't recommend it enough I'm Ant-Man I know wasn't my idea
0: there's no reason to be scared oh no no daddy don't get scared good How'd you do that,
3: bro? Don't freak out. Look at your shoulder. Ah!
2: Well the bromance really continued, (laughs) didn't it? We went from seeing the Ant-Man movie, so we had a movie date, and then we had uh, Avcon, the anime and video game convention. Now, I must admit, I've never been to Avcon before. Was this your first?
1: No, I've been to uh, been to a few of them. I am not an Avcon virgin.
2: Okay, good. Uh, I was indeed, and I, I wasn't disappointed. I really enjoyed myself. And I think the thing was, it was different to Supernova, different to Comic-Con, different to Armageddon, because sometimes, other than the guests that they bring in, the conventions can get a little bit same old, same old. It's always the same exhibitors, always selling the same merchandise. Whereas this time around, uh, the thing that I really enjoyed was just that point of difference. Even though, I admittedly, I'm not a huge anime fan, and not even a, a huge gamer, but I do enjoy my video games. It was just great to see the diversity. Uh, walking through Artist Alley and seeing things that I'd never seen before.
1: Yeah, we uh, we did go for a bit of a wander around the place, and it was uh, it was definitely bigger this year than it has been for a few other years. Uh, at least it seemed that way to me. Okay. Uh, and as you said, we we wandered around. We looked at all the usual soul stuff. We. Uh, we bought a few bits and pieces. You got some yeah. nice things from Artist Alley. I, I did, yeah. Yeah, I got a nice uh, My Little Pony poster yeah. that's now in my office. It, thank you, man. Really, it looks lovely. I uh, I think you picked a really nice spot Matches for it. Matches the socks I bought for you, right? Yes, yes, thank you. They're my new work <laughs> socks And I day. also
2: uh, came across, I should have grabbed more details, but it was superheroes, but uh, drawn as llamas. Yes. So I got me a Bat Llama and an Iron Man Llama. Yeah. And what was the one I got you? You were
1: kind enough to get me a Pokey Llama.
2: A Pokey Llama, Yeah. Yes. (laughs) But but that's the kind of thing I really enjoyed just seeing the the different stalls, things that I'd not seen at any other convention before. So that was in the Artist Alley that kind of uh, wound around the outside of of the. It
1: was around the outside, but the thing that really was the main reason I wanted to go to Avcon this year. Was the, uh, the gaming section. So they usually have a pretty good gaming section. They've run a few tournaments, Mm. uh, you know, consoles, PCs, all that sort of stuff, a few of the retro ones, but they have a really good indie section at Avcon and, uh, and that's really what I wanted to see. Uh, and it was there that we actually saw something really interesting.
2: Yeah, well, you got there on the Saturday without me, and then first thing when uh, you picked me up on Sunday to take us on our mandate uh, was uh, uh, was about this game uh, screen cheat, and uh, you you. We're only there for about fifteen twenty minutes on the on the Saturday, but this really grabbed you. and It was one of the first things that we went and checked out. This game screen cheat. Uh, we're we're actually going to catch up with um, with Nick. He's one of the game developers to so tell us more about that. Nick,
3: I'm not doing too bad. How are
2: you guys? Yeah, doing yeah, well, thanks. Yeah. So screen cheat. We we had a lot of fun uh, playing this at AvCon, and it kind of is encouraging people to break a bit of a a gamer bro code of of screen cheating. Tell us a bit about the idea and the plot behind this one
3: well yes the screen sheet is a split screen shooter where everyone's invisible so players have to screen sheet and that kind of came from the like you said the, the codes everyone established when they were playing games as kids and they were split screening sorry they were playing split screen games on their consoles and the only thing you could do to take advantage of your opponent was just look at their screen to find out where they were <laughs> so we decided let's turn this like floor into a, the entire mechanic of our game uh, and from there we just made it really silly and really fun and Sort of draw inspiration from
2: games we love as kids. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you mentioned about the 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 fun. I, I don't know what the weapon was that we were using uh, in the in the demo at Avcom, but uh, it certainly wasn't your conventional grenade launcher or something along I those think, lines.
1: I uh, think I think you were stuck with the blunderbuss. I uh, seem to enjoy the uh, the hobby horse was my personal favourite. Yeah. Oh,
3: yes. Yeah, so we we really try to push the weapon design and try to make them not conventional, like you said. Uh, we started off with just like the Blunderbuss, but from there we decided that like, I mean, like the game's aesthetic is quite strange, the concept is really unique, why don't we actually try to push this and make it, make all the guns feel unique and make them feel especially scrunchy. I mean, I don't think you find any other shooter out there where you use a hobby horse or a panel of as a weapon.
2: Yeah, I noticed the candelabra one uh, as well. So very unique, um, not only the unique weapons, but also the unique uh, maps. What what are the, the, the levels like, and, and how is it uh, that you make it, I suppose, any way possible that we can find each other on the maps?
3: Yeah, so the, the core tenets of the map design is that every map is segmented into four colours, so that you can easily like decide where your opponent is. So if they're in red, you know that's very easy to distinguish what part of the map they're in. After that, we use major structural elements and landmarks to help break down the space even more because you've got to do a lot of work while you're playing to, you know, compute the space in your mind and then from there decide how close they are to you or where to shoot at. Um, yeah, and the maps themselves are sort of inspired by a style of architecture called Neoclassicalism uh, which was around the 1800s. I don't know why I went with that but it's a nice juxtaposition from this game, sort of wacky tone. Oh,
1: but, I think it was a, it was a good choice, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, the interesting thing with the maps that I discovered while playing is you do, as you said, you do have to really look for the colours and the landmarks to uh, find where your opponent is. But it's a bit of a double edged sword because uh, the more you're moving around, the easier <laughs> it is for your opponents to find you. So you've really got to you've got to watch everybody's screen, but then watch your own. And uh, you know you've got to know where you are. And if you see your area on somebody else's screen, then you know you've got to run or hide. Yeah, yeah,
3: exactly. Um, the game is a really interesting, sort of play as you sort of move up the skill level. When new players start playing, obviously they just sort of get to hang around the map and they start to like learn how to train check on their opponents. But once you have a couple of people playing who have played for a long time and know the map very well, then you get this really cool moment where they start to watch each other's movement <laughs> and play off their movement more than you would see in any other shooter because instead of reacting to someone when you see them shoot or when you see them you know run around a corner, you've seen them move around that corner in the first place. So you've already repositioned, so you get this like cushion pool of players as they sort
1: of act before any action actually takes place it, it really is a very unique uh, dynamic that i haven't seen in, uh, no. in any uh, other first person shooters so i'm uh, i'm definitely looking forward to playing this more yeah
2: well, awesome where, where can people uh get a copy of of screen cheater i know it's on steam and it's coming to console soon tell us about how we can get our hands on it because it's just so much fun
3: well currently it's on Steam we've released on uh, Windows Mac and Linux and it's um, available for $15 at the moment uh, as well as GOG and Humble so those are the the PC retailers Uh, and yeah we're coming to Xbox One and PS4 in the near future and we're looking forward to seeing how it goes on that
2: Very cool. Well, uh, we're going to go and have a bit of a go at this. I I, I need some redemption because I was rubbish at AvCon. So uh, we're going to have a bit of a go and we're going to throw some of that video up on uh, the Good News Geek Facebook page and also uh, the trailer and some other links as well. So people can go check that one out. Nicholas McDonald from Samurai Punk. Thank you so much, mate. Really appreciate your time.
3: Yeah, no problem. Have a good night, guys. Good news, (laughs) Geek.
2: been a couple of cool conventions that have happened uh, in the US in the last few weeks. We had San Diego Comic Con where of course we got uh, excited about the leaks of Deadpool and then... leaks. Leaks, yeah. Uh, Also Suicide Squad, which was officially released not long afterwards. And also, I think in uh, all all this hurrah of all these leaks and Suicide Squad, I think people have sort of forgotten about Batman vs. Superman. That was the only official trailer released on the day. It
1: was, and to be honest I'm trying to forget about it. I'm not all that excited not for not this exi- one. Really? No, I know. I, it's strange. I'll watch it because I mean I have to. But uh, <laughs> your contractually I, I am obliged, obliged to yeah, watch it. it. I have an obligation to it. But uh, I mean, Superman for me was never really all that interesting. I didn't actually like Man of Steel. No, I, I actually found it confusing. And ah, <laughs> I can I can fix that for you. What you have to realise is <laughs> that it's not Superman versus bad guys. It's Superman versus Public destruction.
2: Well, actually, I think what what we actually see in the uh, Batman versus Superman trailer is almost a justification for the public destruction because it is that public destruction and the destruction of Wayne Enterprises. Well, at least that's what it looks like in the trailer. That kind of leads to that feud with Batman. So I'm wondering if maybe there was a rhyme and reason because I've seen all the memes and everything that's come out about how much Superman destroyed Metropolis in Man of Steel, but it looks as though whether this is a Reaction from Zack Snyder and the likes to, to do something about that or whether that was always the plan, whatever. But uh, I, I do wonder if there, there's going to be a rhyme and reason behind that that we'll see more of in, in Batman vs Superman, Dawn of Justice. What did you think of Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot or G- G'day, mate? I don't know, what's it? <laughs> the girl from Fast and Furious.
1: Yes, uh, I mean... I'm. I'm still gonna. As I said, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll see. I'll, I'll reserve judgment.
2: Reserve judgment. Now. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, of course, Suicide Squad. There's been a lot of talk about the yes. uh, release of, of of that. And I, I once I'm reserving judgment as well. It looks. It looks very intriguing. Looks very dark. I'm interested to see where the storyline kind of goes because they didn't give away a lot of that in the trailer, so I think that's going to be interesting. And Deadpool, well it was it was Deadpool. Wasn't it's Deadpool. It? It's that's Deadpool. uh that's
1: all that really needs to be
2: said. Absolutely. So I got excited about San Diego Comic Con. You're equally excited about E three, yes. the massive gaming convention. Uh, What were some of the things that piqued your interest? Uh,
1: Well, there were quite a lot of good things announced. Uh, I think we can't really go too far without uh, mentioning Fallout Four. Okay, uh, which uh, is yeah just been long awaited, very longly awaited. So uh, that's good. That's seen the memes for that too. Yes, (laughs) Uh, and uh, personally for me, uh, if uh, Square could just shut up and take my money and give me the Final Fantasy VII remastered, I would be greatly appreciated of that. very cool and uh, there's been a few other announcements
2: uh, as well and uh, something you were telling me about on your way into the studio here about uh, a block of 30 odd games coming out
1: yeah that's right i uh, literally got an email as i was walking in the door today uh, about uh, a uh, a rare bundle uh, not okay. rare as in uh, you know hard to find but rare as in the uh, the department, uh, the, oh, okay. the game company yeah, the game Rare. Company, yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's a bundle coming out for the Xbox One, I believe only for the Xbox One at this point, uh, which is 30 classic Rare games, including Killer Instinct Gold, Ooh. Banjo-Kazooie, Perfect nice. Dark Zero. Uh, so I will be picking that up just as soon as I, I can convince my <laughs> wife to allow me.
2: Absolutely. Speaking of picking things up, uh, there's actually a new um, store opening up here in in Adelaide uh, at Tea Tree Plaza called Zing. So this is going to be date number three.
1: Yes, date number three. So uh, I'm quite excited for that. I'll uh, I'll be preparing <laughs> myself adequately.
2: Yeah, I bet, I bet you will be. We'll talk more about that in just a moment. This is Good News Geek.
0: You had to spoil everything, didn't you? Beating up Bane, feeding Scarecrow to Croc, Slapping around Harley, my Harley, by the way. Now, this was
2: my excitement, what I saw on my Facebook feed only a couple of weeks ago, that there's a new pop culture store that is opening up here in South Australia at Tea Tree Plaza uh, this coming weekend. Uh, So on Saturday, it's going to be opening. And you did a little bit of digging and found
1: that it's owned by EB? Uh, I'm not sure if it's owned by EB or partnered with EB, but uh, for anybody that does have an EB World membership with EB Games, uh, this encompasses that as well. So your EB membership, EB World membership, uh, also goes to Zing as well. Uh, So they've got to be related somewhere.
2: And you're what level member? You'd have to be at least like platinum or is there Um, anything more
1: than that? Diamond Level four, which is the highest at the moment. Pretty much Uh, your card is melted? Really it is, yes. It means that I've spent far too much money in my life at EB Games. But Uh, because of that, yes, because of that, uh, we've actually been sent through some uh, some tickets to the uh, opening night, which is this Friday night. Yeah, pre-opening, so we get to get go down there and uh, check out the uh, the stock, check out the merchandise, see what's going on. Uh, I think they might have a few things there for us to look at, a few little event things. Now, Uh, I
2: noticed on the Facebook page uh, because I've I've liked their page because. They've given us free stuff, so I've liked it. Uh, But I want to go and check out what they've got. And they seem to be holding their cards maybe a little close to their chest. There's not really much in the way of, well, especially pricing or even stock on the Facebook page. So I'm going into this with uh, zero pre-knowledge of anything. So I'm really looking forward to it. Have you?
1: Yeah, they have been keeping it really quiet. I mean, there are other stores all around Australia that are already open. So if you've ever been to one, you might have a rough idea. I got another email about a week after the initial one, just with uh, four or five. Uh, items in there and uh, some basic prices you get special prices if you go the opening night right uh, but, yeah, again, not really much. It's just sort of a few, hey, look at this, make sure you bring some money with you. Okay. Well, it looks as though yeah, there's, like, your, your pop vinyl figures and uh, uh,
2: the, the statues and, and those sorts of things that, that you'll come to to know from a lot of these other stores, But so I'm interested to see uh, what their stock is, what their prices are, the point of difference, and we might have to do a review of date number three. We will. In, uh, in a couple of weeks' time. On our next episode of Good News Geek, uh, this is Scott and Matt. Thanks so much.
0: Oh my god! What is it?
1: Trampoline! Trampoline! Is it what
0: now? Those guys certainly have been busy, and I don't blame their wives for being a bit suspect, to be honest. Going out all those times together, and for it to continue for next month's Good News Geek as well. And that's all the time we have for you on Good News Geek, but before you go. I wanna read to you some critiques for Adam Sandler's new movie, Pixels, which is about aliens invading Earth and using characters from arcade games from back in the day to attack us with. Pixels is going to be released in Australia on September the 10th, but has already been released in the US. And here are some critiques. Calling Pixels one of Sandler's better movies is like calling a particular strain of Ebola somewhat less horrifically painful. Either way, it's not pleasant. Ouch! And here is, there are some legitimate excuses for going to see Pixels. Losing a bet, perhaps. Having a loved one held for ransom. Maybe a serious blow to the head. Mm, I don't think we'll be wasting our time reviewing that movie. So make sure you get onto our Facebook page, guys. It's facebook.com slash goodnewsgeekau. Jump on there, drop us a line. Make sure you check out those videos we're going to post. And also, let us know what you're thinking. We'd love to hear from you. Until next month, that's goodbye from John.